What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of From Broadway to Belmont. I am your host, Krista Solomons, and with me, as always, is my wonderful co-host, Kevin Koff. Kevin, jump in and say hello. What's up? We are back. How are you doing, yes, sir? sir? Two weeks later. I'm, we haven't I'm talked good. once, of course, when we talk on the <laughs> podcast. Yeah, we just we just kind of go into darkness retreats, and we don't speak yeah, to each other for weeks. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm good. How are you, man? Oscar. What? Yeah. Uh, wait, what's a, we're off to a terrible start. I'm so tired. What is it? What is Aaron Rodgers take? Is it like the ayahuasca, whatever? Yeah, he was, he was doing, he was doing, uh, ayahuasca. Yeah, there you go. Well, we're not doing any of that stuff, but it's good to be back potting another late night pod. We were going to record last night, but found out we didn't have enough minutes on our system. So mm-hmm. rest in peace, Zancaster. Last episode on the, uh, on the Zancaster train, we're officially ditching it. So you'll never hear about us never hear us complain about it again so which kind of sucks because like it's like one of the longest running bits on the pod that like this service sucks and now it's dead we use them for four seasons (laughs) it's it's sad uh i'm sure we'll find more things to complain about of course a hundred percent one of them ain't the rangers motherfucker yeah oh what a segue oh man he's back yeah man rangers Kind of, are are they dogs right right now? They're they're dogs. They're barking away, man. Hit us with the uh, with the stats from the Western. Right, yeah, I'm, I'm road trip. Yeah, so I mean, so since the last time we recorded, they played six games. I didn't do my homework and and go back <laughs> and see what I said they would finish at. I think I said we don't maybe do like four podcast. We yeah, never know. That's not anything. I think I said four <laughs> one and one or four zero oh, and two or something. I don't know. Um, right now, though, that, yeah. Before we get into it, the Rangers are the number two, the, the the they're the number two team in the league with a record of seven and two, fourteen points. Uh, their point percentage is seven point seven eight. I thought Boston was better. Yep. They are Boston's number one. I thought Vegas is number one. I think the the Rangers are three on my app. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, I was looking. I was looking at. You're right. I'm sorry. I was looking look, at conference. I know third is just a tough pill to swallow for you guys. Instead of second, <laughs> I get it. Hey, hey, hand up, hand up, hand up. <laughs> hand up. I fucked up. Man, you guys might as well be in the in the draft water at this point. Yeah, really. So, um, yeah. So, like I was saying, so so like I wasn't saying, Rangers are third in the league uh, with a seven a two and zero record, fourteen points. Their point percentage is seven point seven eight or point seven seven eight uh, with a goal differential of plus ten. So they're looking good right now. Um, nice. Yeah, since we last recorded, um, they played the uh, they played the uh, the the Predators first. Um, yeah, they played the Predators on. October nineteenth, uh, a very forgettable game, uh, a four-one loss at home. Uh, you know, Didn't see that one coming. No, I, their second game at home, I, I, I didn't see it coming. But the sharp and the smart fan in me should have <laughs> saw it coming because I'm pretty sure the night before or two nights before the Predators played the Oilers, yeah, and they lost six-one. So I should have oh, known. They were due. That they, were, they were gonna bounce back after they got molly whopped. Um, that's fair, and, that, and that's exactly exactly what happened. And through the transitive property, the Rangers got molly whopped at home. <laughs> Big words here, <laughs> because they got molly whopped at home to the, the the Predators, who stink out loud. They're terrible. Um, Are they? That they return the favor. Sorry. Yep they're they're not great. Yeah, eh, four or five and zero. Not not the best. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's four or five and zero. Not like the, I didn't think they were that decent. They're just below five hundred, so it's not like they're the worst team in the league. They're definitely worst teams, but I, I don't They'll see be bottom them eight this year. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Um, after that loss, they returned the favor and they started their Western Canadian road trip in the U.S. in Seattle. There. Um, nice three games. Uh, My goodness. Yeah. Uh, they 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 returned a 4-0 loss uh, the other way around. 4-1 win for the Rangers in Seattle. Uh, an absolute beatdown. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that game was like two weeks ago, so I can't really tell you everything about that game. <laughs> All I know is um, it, was, oh. it was the start of a lot of late-night games. Um, held, held, the, held the crack into 19 shots. It's pretty yeah, good. Sub-20 sub is nice. Um, I, do remember, I do remember my, my friend, 
groomsman and former neighbor Jake was at that game because he was in Seattle for the weekend that weekend. Kind of sick. Kind of sick. It was. He said the arena is awesome. But the one thing I do remember from that game is about like a minute into the game, they had to stop because oh, um, yeah. one of like the lights went out on like one of the ends, like the whole like light fixture went out on one of the ends and it was causing whole problems. So what yeah. they decided to do, which made no sense, was every 10 minutes each team was gonna switch ends. And so I think stupid. it was I think it was in the second period from like 13 minutes left to seven minutes left, there was not a stoppage. Like it was just nonstop for six minutes, no commercial <laughs> timeouts. Like it was just, just nonstop. So the range, so the Rangers and, and Kraken switched sides for like seven minutes at that point. So <laughs> I don't so know stupid. who I don't know who who had the short end of the stick there. I think it was the Kraken because they were playing on the bad side where you couldn't see anything. Um, yeah. So uh, and and that I think was the period that they gave up. I think two or three goals. Um, I mean, why not just either yeah, like, the Rangers went out or like just just play it out. It's like I think a couple of years ago in the Winter Classic probably over a decade ago. I forget which one it was, but like because of the snow, they like stopped like the overtime period 10 minutes in and like somebody was about <laughs> to go on a breakaway and they the horn blew like 10 minutes in. And it's like we're, we're just making up rules as we go, people. It's that's just, it was the same thing with the Ranger Seattle game like like you just mentioned. It's just like we're just making up things as we go here, folks. It, it reminds me of the outdoor game um in Tahoe a couple years ago where they had to stop play or they had to yeah they had to the pause sun, right? like yeah, the sun was melting like, the ice did we not, could, did we not expect guys, this like <laughs> they couldn't see yeah they didn't build like a structure or anything so like, yeah you just like they said not only was the ice terrible because like it was getting mushy but oh um God. they couldn't see either because the reflection off the ice was too bright but well, um yeah, yeah we, I think we'll the have I, a game at this exact time with the rink in the perfect position to have the sun go directly in our goalie's eye yeah real but real smart to the NHL's credit they gave us one of the greatest characters of all time dusty gooch oh, dusty. <laughs> 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 An uh, absolute legend. <laughs> dusty oh, gooch oh. um but yeah, no, the Kraken definitely got the the the, the shit end of the stick because they went, uh, they gave up two goals that second period. Um, yeah, they didn't score yeah, after brutal. the first period, so um, that game was over. Uh, and then the Rangers played, I think, a few days later uh, on Tuesday. Yeah, so they they had a big travel day. They went to Calgary. They beat Calgary three to one. Um, again, I don't I don't remember a lot of these games because all these games were played like over a week ago. Uh, and and the fact that they started <laughs> like ten o'clock most nights, I was like half asleep yeah. trying to watch all these games. Um, again, another another like a, a great game for the Rangers. You know, obviously they won. Uh, shots on goal. Calgary did um, uh, did have more shots, uh, but Calgary they're in a tough spot, man. Um, Calgary's on door the struggle bus. Yeah, and did you yeah, see his um, comments where he Zadorov's like, comments? Yeah, he's like, well, he's like, Carl Sutter's not here anymore, so who yeah, are we you gonna can't blame? blame him anymore? So it's kind of like, you know, and, and I was listening to Chicklets when they were talking about it, and they're like, you know, a lot of credit to him for like, you know, kind of calling guys out without calling guys out, but also being like, you know, we're playing as a lot of guys on this team, and I'm not going to name names. We're playing as individuals. We're not really a unit right now. Can't blame the coach anymore. So it's kind of yeah, like man. we gotta we gotta figure it out before it gets really bad because it's, it's it. true by like. The end of November, if, if wherever you're at, it's 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 a tough hill to climb if you're not in a playoff impossible. spot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, I, I love Zadorov for that too. It's like, oh, you you spent the last year crying about Daryl Sutter and got him fired, and oh, look what happened. Same team, and you're still not good. Honestly, I tweeted out the other day, if Calgary's selling, I'm calling about Zadorov yesterday. Yeah. I would love him as an Islander. Great player. I also just great interviewer, like you just mentioned. And it doesn't make any sense to me, like before I move on from Calgary. I mean, like Kadri signed there, and it's like he's on like the, the back end of his career, so it's like he was just kind of signing for a check. Like 11 games. <laughs> yeah. He is not what doesn't, good. What doesn't make sense for me is like, why did Hugh, why did Hubie sign there, man? And he's making a lot of money. He's making 10 sheets. So it's like you signed for a room. Yeah. I you mean, you signed for, for almost him. 11. You're there he's for eight the years. But it's like, you know, if you don't, it, you you were pissed off. You got traded to begin with. It made no sense why you resigned there. So it's kind of yeah. like, I don't know. Was he trying to prove a point? Like, I'm sure he was like, I'm sure he's thinking now. He like probably sits in his bed at night looking at the ceiling like, damn. Kind of wish I was making seven mil in Montreal right now. It was like kind of yeah, probably what he's thinking. 
He probably, I, I imagine, imagine he's too happy. Then again, he's making 10 mil, so. Yeah, you can't be that mad. But I do imagine when the cap goes up, um, if Calgary's smart, if, if, if it's not working and they're on oh, a playoff yeah. spot, cap goes up, I could see him being like, uh, you could probably find a team that wants me for seven years yeah. at 10 mil. Cap just went up five mil, so, you know, team's got a little retain. more wiggle room at this point. Yeah, retain. Yeah, I mean, it's just not just not a good fit up there. I mean, I, I don't know why he did that before playing a game with them. I think he was trying to like, no. prove, like, yeah, I'm all in, man. I respect it, but... I respect it, but also, idiot move. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the Rangers went to uh, stayed, in, stayed in Alberta. They went to Edmonton, and they put a beat down on a bad Edmonton team before they turned it around against Calgary this past Sunday. Um, yeah, wow, this is three John, straight Jonathan goal Quick. for laugh. Yeah. Um, uh, 3-0 win for the Rangers there um, without McDavid on the team. I was expecting that game to be Ooh, closer right. than it. I was expecting that game to be closer than it was because I was expecting Leon to kind of step his game up, but I was texting you. It, it was like the third, like probably a little way, little um, into the third period when I was texting you about it. And I'm like, I, I didn't notice Leon at all. I had I like I I'm like I don't even know if he had a shot on goal yet. Then I looked and he had three, and I'm like he had he's had three shots on goal, and I I think I've heard his name like twice. Like I genuinely yeah. couldn't even tell you that he was playing. Um, it's but kind of weird, you know. like he's he's got like the best vision I've ever seen out of a player. Like I was I was honestly watching him during the Heritage Classic a lot just to kind of pick his brain as like a player. And I was like, damn, he's got really good vision. He like he knows where to go. He knows where to pass the puck. He can backhand it like nobody else in the league. But like. Does does he scream to you like this dynamic player? Like, I don't want to disparage him. He's a hard trophy guy. He's a hundred and thirty point guy. But like, for a hundred and thirty point guy, like, does he seem like as dynamic as he should be? No, I don't I mean, know. I don't know. Like, he's done. He's gonna get you the goals. Um, I think though, like, yeah, I don't know. He's not a guy who's gonna. I don't think he's a guy who's gonna carry a team. He's just gonna be that guy who's gonna score. He needs. He needs guys that are gonna help, like the carry power play the team. Merchant. And, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, but oh, yeah, Jonathan FD, Quick, FD, shut FD up. Down on dry side. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jonathan Quick got the shutout that night. Um, I think good. that put him second all time in U.S. Really? goaltender shutouts. Oh, okay. I think in U.S. goaltender shutouts or the most That's impressive. I think he has the most shutouts for a U.S. goaltender, and he's. Second all, t- I think that jumped, bumped him up to second all time and wins. I think he's like thirty games though outside of that number one spot, and I don't think he'll get that this year. Obviously, um, especially if the Rangers are only going to play him like twenty five games, give or take. Quick is twenty um, first in shutouts. Uh, oh, okay, never mind. Then, then I got my stats all mixed up. Now is that all goalies or is that U.S. goalies? Uh, this is all this is all goalies. So that's okay. Why. And he's he's up there and wins. He's top twenty. I don't know the exact number, but yeah, I know I know in U.S. goalies, he's he's second in wins all time, and I think he might yeah. be first in shutouts for U.S. goalies. Yeah, there's so many old names here. Yeah, I'm not sure, but yeah, I mean, he's got to be he's got to be up there. Yeah, and I mean, he looks good so far. I mean, like for a guy who's 35 years old, um, I forget what pundit said it, but they said like <laughs> after that Edmonton game, they they said um. He looked dominant, and they said that looks like the Jonathan Quick of like eight years ago. That he looked like he was twenty-seven. He looked great, and really? that, that's a compliment for him. I mean, yeah, I mean, Pretty I thought good. he looked great. I think he looked good so far, um, and I think the Rangers are happy if he can keep up this pace of play. Whenever he plays, I think it's 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 going to work. It's going to be a great deal for New York because again, he's not signed long term. He's only signed for a year. He signed a cheap yeah, money. If he can get you know fifteen wins out of him. That's you that's well worth the price of admission. A vet, yeah, man. And and he's a vet. Um, he helped Aiden Hill in the playoffs last year with Vegas, and he's playing for a team. Yeah, he cheered on his whole life. It, it's almost kind of funny because, like, I feel like in the off season it was like Blake Wheeler is going to be great. Not you specifically, just in general. Like Blake Wheeler is mm-hmm. going to be great. Quick is going to be a bad addition. Now it's like Quick's looking Rolls pretty are good right now. Blake Wheeler kind of sucks. <laughs> like, uh, like I'm, I'm a little. I'm a little weary that he doesn't have a point yet, but I'm also like, you know, he's like 36, 37. The points will come. The Rangers look good without the Rangers look good without him and a lot of these bottom, you know, six guys with many points right now. The points will come for them. And if they look this good without them scoring, then 
I can I can yeah. look at that. I almost don't expect um, a, a Lavula team to have their bottom six be a, a point mm-hmm. scoring machine. Like I don't expect VZ Bonino and Pitlick to go out and score points, but they'll get the job done defensively. And I think that's all Lavula really cares about. Absolutely. Uh, and then in, uh, on Saturday, I watched all this game. Uh, the The Rangers played the Canucks. Um, and what some people said was a controversial <laughs> one. Um, I, I think the, the the thing that happened with Pedersen and Kreider, I think that call genuinely could have went 50-50. It's one of those calls that it, it, it went the Rangers' way. Um, so I'm not going to sit here and say the Rangers don't get any calls their way because they, they, they got one there. <laughs> Um, yeah, 4-3 win in overtime there. I I don't think it was a deliberate trip. I think I thought it was pretty incidental. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, I think their, their, their skates were pretty much going to collide at some point. They did. Um, I don't think there was any intent from Crotter. You can clearly see there probably, there wasn't any intent the way he moved after. So, I mean, like it sucks if you're a Canucks fan, but hey, you got a point out of it. The Rangers got more. It just that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah, if like, looks good regardless. Point, though. Sorry, just to just talked about the trip really quick. Like, it, it was so incidental. And B, like, if it's gonna be a penalty in overtime, it better be pretty, pretty yeah. obvious. That that's such a 50-50 call where it's like I'd rather have them not make that call most of the time rather than make that call. Mm, I agree. Um, and again, Vancouver Impressive, they look though. they look really good right now too. Um, I so think win. That's that's not a loss that I'm like. If I'm a Vancouver fan, I'm not hanging my head after that loss. I'm like, that's probably that's probably no. a loss where you're like, we should have probably won this game, but that's not going to come back to bite us. We got a point regardless, so uh, we move. And then the Rangers wrapped up their road trip on uh, uh, Monday uh, with a, another overtime win against the Jets. That game was pretty much um, a pretty boring game. It was one one after uh, after the first period, no goals in the second period. Uh, one one after the third, Rangers got one uh, late on a power play, uh, and then they scored that OT. That Mika got a OT winner. Um, he's finally starting to get some points and goals. Um, so yeah, pretty good there. Uh, Panarin, uh, he's my uh, just to, to jump real quick. My legend of the week scored a birthday <laughs> goal. He's got a, a nine game point streak going on right now, uh, point every game essentially. So um, he's aerodynamic, man. He is, yeah. Bald Bald Naren is uh is looking bald good. Naren. yeah. I mean, and, um, fifteen points in nine games. That's pretty good. Let's see and um, the stats here. Yeah, they've they've cool. come up with a great nickname for his line now, which I love. It's uh it's the French toast line. How does how does Hedo fit in there? He doesn't. Or it's just, just laugh. It's just it's just a laugh and Panarin joke. <laughs> he's he's just there. Man, the only yeah, the Rangers look good though. Stats look good. The only one that really jumps out at me, it, it's it, it's Kako. I don't know. One and one. He scored in that first game. I guess he's been pretty quiet since. I, I don't know. I don't know anything about how his season's going. I'm just that just jumps out at me as a surprise. And I mean, I know you know more. Yeah, I mean, like yeah, it's 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 not something that I've been. I'm not. Yeah, I haven't been point watching uh, him because mm-hmm. I think I think he, that that I think that first lines looked good. I think he's a victim of you know obviously he's he's a pass first guy, mm-hmm. and I don't think Mika had a lot of puck luck in those first seven games. I think he got his first two goals against Vancouver and the Jets on the back end of uh, that Western Canadian trip. Um, so now that Mika's starting to get warmed up, I think you'll start to see the points kind of start flowing in from from Kako and, and Kreider. And um, yeah, I think, that's fair. You know, I think I think you know you can. You, I think he's looked good so far, um, and I think I like the way I like where this team's at right now. Obviously, oh, seven yeah, and no two, complaints. you can't complain with that. But um, yeah, happy happy to have them back home. Happy to uh, be able to watch <laughs> a game. Seven PM games. <laughs> yeah. What, what what was nice too is the the game on Monday, uh, Vancouver. It it was an early start. I will admit that it was an early start, so that was nice. But it is nice to um, have the Rangers back home. They do kind of have a brutal schedule. They play at home against Carolina tomorrow, and then they're back on the road. And then they're back home for two games, and then they're on a four-game road trip oh, again. You're going to Minnesota too? Not not exactly yeah. a casual flight. No. Oh um, yeah, it's it's they, they definitely um, they they definitely start off with a pretty um, 
like brutal schedule. <laughs> and I'm hoping and I'm hoping that means the back half of their schedule is easy. But also with all the travel they're doing right now, it does lead me to believe that towards the back half of the of the season, they will p- be playing a majority of their games at home. And if they yeah. can get a decent home record, I mean, right now I think they're like one and one because they've only played two games at home. They beat, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they beat Arizona and they beat uh, and they lost Nashville. to the Preds, so they're one and one right now. I think if you can establish home dominance and most of your games are at home, especially in the back half, you can be setting yourself up for, you know, I, th- I don't think they're going to remain in first the entire uh, season in the Metro, but if they're looking at, you know, they, they could be looking at a second place and, you know, second yeah. place gets you, gets you home ice advantage uh, in, in the first round. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to get ahead of the Islanders. So obviously, <laughs> <laughs> but talk about schedule. I mean, you, you're right. They have so many away games. I love this schedule, though. Saturday, this is like late November. So we're way ahead. But Saturday in New Jersey, fair enough. You can bust that game. Then you fly to, Dallas game. On, fly to Dallas on Monday. And then you fly back to Pittsburgh on Wednesday. Spend Thanksgiving in Pennsylvania. And then you're at Philadelphia on Friday. That's brutal. <laughs> that is yeah, brutal. That's, that's a tough one. To fly out to that Dallas in one. the middle of that, too. That's crazy. And then, and then they are luckily back home. I mean, luckily it's a, it's only a train or a bus ride from Philly to New York, uh, and then you finish yeah. out the rest of the month at home. But you got the Bruins, the Sabers, and the Red Wings, who are all really hot teams right now. Um, so hopefully, maybe they can cool off by the time they come to the Garden by then. But who knows? Hey, we'll see. Um, yeah, four of your last five, like down the home stretch of the season, four of your last five home games. Those could be a big, uh, big eight points right there. Yeah, I don't. I also don't love. <laughs> I also don't love that they play um, the Wild on Friday in Minnesota, and then they play them again on Tuesday in the Garden yeah, very next Tuesday. Very yeah, I, that just doesn't just to, like doesn't make any sense to me. Getting the getting two out of conference games out of the way pretty quickly. Um, Schedules so, whatever. Schedule whatever. Yeah, wide. schedule makers. Um, don't love the Rangers early on, but the Rangers are proving them uh, wrong and getting wins regardless. And 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 before I move on, the first time in franchise history, the Rangers have gone undefeated in the Western Con- in the Western Canadian road trip. I must say, when you told me that the first time, I was so impressed. Actually, not because it's the first time going undefeated, but like just because it happened. That's not easy to do. No, I mean that, that that and we were talking about it too. Like that's that's a tough trip for for any East Coast team to make. It's a trip you don't like making because f- as oh, from a fan perspective, <laughs> you have you have to stay up late to watch these games. Um the camera angle in Edmonton is the worst in the league. Yeah, that's some of the camera angle. Yeah, camera angles in, in, in both in both stadiums or arenas in Weird Alberta. Lighting. The Cal- yeah. Calgary and Edmonton. Calgary is way too close to the ice, and Edmonton is like you're in the rafters watching the game. It's the weird, the weirdest angles. Um, but, you know, happy they were able to get 10 points out of an available 12. Um, so uh, good times keep rolling on for the, for the Rangers, and I'm happy yeah, to have man. them back home. Yeah, I'm trying to see. Uh, yeah, nothing else really sticks out to me with the Rangers. Just a, just a Kako thing, and then... Everything else seems like it looks pretty good. I like how Panarin has zero hits this year. Got I gotta respect it almost. Just <laughs> <laughs> pure offense. I love it. Yeah, man. It's been a been a good start to the season for you guys. Yeah, I'm very happy with it. What about the Islanders? Let's move on. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy with their start as well. Uh, you know, I put out my bolt prediction last <laughs> podcast that they start six and zero on the season. They proceed to immediately <laughs> lose their next three games. <laughs> Oh my god! They really, I, man, I sewered them so bad. Um, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to say anything, but you did. You did almost like mush them. I'm like, that well, was like, the, the, like that was the biggest worst mush thing to say, time, bro. Such a mush. Uh, yeah, they lost to the Devils that Friday, five to four. Real barn burner of a game. The only thing I really remember from that game, I, mean, I remember things here and there, is that they gave up four power play goals, which is they the did. dumbest thing I've that- ever seen in my life. Because I bet the Devils to win that game. Yeah, I mean, and I'm that, sorry, I had a rat, it was, it was, a rat move. 
It was I hey, I didn't like it. I told you it was like uh, it was like the, the yeah, age old debate. Do you want cancer? Do you want AIDS? Yeah. It's like uh, I neither, but if I had to choose one. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. Four power play goals was the most disgusting thing. The Islanders outscored the Devils for nothing at five on five. They had four power play goals and a three on three goal. So that was pretty brutal. Not hanging that one on Sorokin at all. Just a a very tough penalty killing game. It was very, very frustrating to watch. Um, come back, play an absolute stinker in Buffalo. The wor- That has to be the worst game I've seen them play like in years. Maybe I'm overreacting and they probably had some worse games. I probably said that on the podcast before, but this one was actually like the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. It was absolutely awful. Trying to block it out of my memory. Um, they got outshot. Uh, 42 to 24. So oh. not exactly what you want to see <laughs> in that one. Um, again, Barlamov honestly played pretty good. He had 39 saves. I mean, 929 save percentage in that game. So nothing against him. Pelic was absolutely trash on um, both those games, but he's turned it around. So tough game there. And then you follow up with another tough game against the Avs where you was seven to four. Two empty net goals. So we're going to hold off the uh, the pitchforks on that one. But, man, I mean. It's a 5-4 loss at that point then. Yeah, exactly. That's what we'll go with. Um, they were down 2-1 after the first. Come up. The first period was terrible from what I remember. Don't remember the semantics of it. It was not good. Um, they come back flying. I, I, get, I could tell it was a tough period because I'm looking at the shots. Uh, the Avalanche had 16 to the Islanders. Oh, six. yeah, yeah. Yep, you're right. That's pretty bad. <laughs> um, they now just come back flying in the second. They get two goals in the first five minutes. Kyle Palmieri and my boy Simon Holmstrom, 20 and 20, still incoming. Put it on. Put put your mortgage on it. Um, and then in the last minute, they gave up two goals in 13 seconds. And they go down 4-3 going into the intermission. I mean, it's just. It's oh, just I remember. Stupid, I remember you telling me that. Yeah, Stupid, stupid stuff like that um, where I don't think they could. I don't think they were staying out of the box for anything. I mean, they kept taking penalties. It's just, it was so frustrating because they played so good that period. And then they took the last maybe 45 seconds off, got scored on twice in 13 seconds as my mic just fell off my desk. I'm so sorry. And yeah, so now that you're going into the third period down, you get one back within four minutes and then you give up one less than three minutes later. It's like, another very frustrating game that could have probably been avoidable if you don't give up two goals at the end of that second period, you know? So real frustrating yeah. on that one. Not going to blame the two empty nets on that one. But uh, you know what? They come back with two wins after that. I must admit, I did not watch either of these games. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I Maybe I caught the end of the Senators game. I think I did. Uh, let me see who scored. Um. Mm, maybe I didn't. Don't remember much. Uh, Horvat, who's been having a pretty good uh, stretch here, scored. Clutterbuck gave up two in the second where they tied it. And then Dobson. Uh, Dobson's been an absolute beast this year. Never said a bad word about him. Uh, he's been a dog. <laughs> I think he's like their leading point scorer. He's got nine points in eight games. He's like kind of cracked this year for some reason. And he's also been playing fantastically defensively. So he got the game-winning goal on that one, um, a 3-2 win. Then again, I did not watch a single minute of, uh, or nor did I watch the recap. All I saw was the two goals on Twitter. Uh, 2 nothing winning Columbus. Shout out for Samuel Barlamov. So, you know, the Isles goaltending has been great. Best duo in the league. No doubt about it. Don't want to hear that Boston garbage. It's a system system team. But uh, put, put put Jeremy Swayman on the Islanders. The guy's giving up six goals a game. Not, not taking that for an answer. Um, yeah, so, you know. Battle back with two wins. That was pretty huge against an, an up-and-coming Senators team and a Columbus team that's always pretty hard to beat. And then real stinker uh, Monday night, which was two days ago now. I watched it after the fact. I recorded it. So thank God the pain only took me one hour and 20 minutes because the Anders started up 2 nothing. One minute into the third, they get their second goal. It's 2 nothing. Things are great. And then they give up three goals in the next – uh, not the next few minutes, but from 7.55 to 11.45. So what's that? Three minutes and 50 seconds. They give up three goals. And now all of a sudden you're battling back again. And it's just like 
they just can't seem to shore up those leads, you know, man. Like when you're up to nothing going to the third, it's just you gotta you gotta hunker down and finish that game up. But they luckily got a power play, Horvat scored, and then they had an absolutely terrible overtime where Head Honcho, man, Lane Lambert, a lot of heat on Twitter right now. He uh people are not too happy with his decisions, and the one head scratcher I will say is he started Pajot and uh, it was Pajot and somebody else. I tweeted about it. Sorry, I should have my uh, I should have my facts lined oh, up. Oh, I, I remember seeing the tweet about oh, this. Oh, Pajot yeah. and Sezikis. You, I look. I get it. Detroit had Larkin, Brinkett, and Cider out there to start. I get it. I, I, I don't think you can start Pajot and Sezikis in that situation. You have Nelson and Palmieri who are just as defensively capable, and and, and you're giving up the first two minutes of overtime just. Washing it away with two guys who probably are—they're—they're they're quick, but they're not offensive threats in three-on-three. Three. You know, if you're not going to start Horvath and Barzell, which I get, you got to start Palmieri and Nelson. They're—they're they're PK guys. They can make good defensive plays. Like, and then you get Horvath and Barzell out there. Horvath turnover, Barzell's control or die. He didn't backjack at all. It's a two-on-one Detroit goal. So, I don't know if Lambert's trying to big brain things. Look, man, uh, he's got a good record for his first two years of head, head coaching, but. I don't know. I don't know if he's that guy. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't tough. know what you do. I don't, like, I, I don't know what you do. I mean, does he – if the Islanders miss the playoffs this year, is he get fired? Oh, oh he's gone. <laughs> That's no doubt on my mind. But Now, like, now do you think if the Islanders miss the playoffs, do you think Luke gets fired too? Possible. I don't think so, but I think it's definitely possible. I mean, I feel like yeah. I feel uh, like you might have to though. Like, like at I don't want to go that points. far yet. <laughs> but, but if like, and I and I get that. But I'm just kind of like, maybe you give Lou one more shot. But it's like you have I to think nail one more. It's like the end. Yeah. Like, do you trust him as like a GM to make the right coaching decision um, again after he kind of yeah. flubbed it with with Lane? I mean, I get Lane. He was he was he was the, he's guy. the protege. He was under Trotz for. Yeah. For twenty, he was supposed to be the next big thing, you know. He was interviewed for the Flames and the Ducks, and I think he got a Bruins interview. I think they were like circling to the Rangers even before Galan got hired. But yeah, he, he was a name that not, was thrown in. He he was he yeah. was in the. Um, and I, I remember know, seeing like, his no, name. No, like we want to keep Lambert. I mean, I think he's a good enough guy, but is he like an elite coach in this league? I don't know, man. I don't think he's anywhere near that at all. And I feel bad writing the guy off after a season and. 10 games, but maybe I'll regret it. But, I mean, I don't know if he's that guy. I, if Pittsburgh fired Mike Sullivan, I would jump all over that any day of the week. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel like if you're at the end of the – if you're an Islanders fan at the end of the season and the Islanders still make the playoffs and Pittsburgh also doesn't make the playoffs, I mean, at that point, though – I think Pittsburgh might shake it up earlier. I don't know. Yeah, they don't look they don't look great right now. But yeah, and I, I was know. seeing, and I was seeing discourse about it earlier in the or earlier in the week. It's we're midway through the week already. Uh, yesterday, because um, it was uh, Jay Fresh was talking about um, was talking about something um, about the pens, and he was blaming Truba for something uh, there, uh, from that playoff series a few years ago, and. A lot of a lot of fans were a lot of Pittsburgh fans were chiming in, saying because uh, he was like, you know, does Sullivan get fired soon? And they were like, he should have got fired the year before when they got eliminated from the playoffs. I think like round one. I forget who they said they lost to, but um, uh, they were like, yeah, I mean, like that was like the first signs of like the guy doesn't change. It's he's kind of like he's kind of yeah. overstayed his welcome at this point. I think it's just a change of scenery thing. He's a good coach. Yeah, just like yeah, he's, he's a great coach. I mean, like, I, I mean, yeah, all offseason I was praying that the Pens would <laughs> fire him or Dubas would get him out, just because you know he wants his own guy in there. And I was surprised that Sullivan stayed. But yeah, at this point, if 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 Sullivan gets canned, I mean, like, yeah, if Sullivan gets canned and then the Islanders fire Lambert at the end of the season, I would probably pencil Sullivan being the Islanders coach to start next season. I would definitely pencil it in. I would definitely pencil it in if the firings happen like one after the other at the end of the season. I think at that point it's like, yeah, he's the f- guy the Islanders call immediately. He would be uh, a good coach for the Isles. I, w- I would. The like only thing that like ma- m- would 
that makes me think he might not coach the Islanders if he gets fired before the end of the season is you're giving every team that is looking to fire their coach as well, like just as big of a shot. Sure. Whereas like they're, they, you know, they might already be scouting other guys if they know they're going to fire yeah. their guy and, and, and then Sullivan gets canned. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, I don't want to write off Lambert totally yet, but yeah, if, I totally if, get if that. they make the playoffs, they'll be fine unless it's another real first round stinker. But I mean, I don't know. He, he's just not acting like that trots protege that I thought he would, which is kind of crazy, but I don't know. Maybe part of it's on the players. Like with the Islanders, it's weird. Like, it's either half their team is like really good. I'm just looking at the stats now. Like, you know, Dobson, sorry, the Islanders have played eight games, not 10. My bad. Uh, so Lambert's 90 games into his coaching career. Guys like Dobson, you know, eight games, nine points. Awesome. Barcelona's got six. That's good. Um, Palmieri's got seven points. Horvath's got seven points in eight games. Nelson's got five, but he's got four goals. Even Quarterbuck's got four points in eight games. He's looked really good. I think you got guys like Engvall. Four assists, and that line's been good, but zero goals. Pajot's got zero goals, two assists. Anders Lee, one goal, one assist. It's so, like, black and white. It's either, like, the Anders players are, like, really contributing. They're top, top guys, like a Nelson, Palmieri, Horvat, who are kind of leading the charge right now, not even so Barzell. Or it's, like, Pajot, Lee, Matt Martin sometimes, even though I don't really want to group him in with Lee. Wallstrom, who just aren't – they're just not pulling their weight. I don't know. It's just like – it's tough. I mean, they're, they're good guys are being good. I love that Engvall, Nelson, Palmieri line, but – and Barzell's got to step it up a little bit too. But uh, I don't know. The bottom guys are not pulling their weight, and maybe – I don't know. Maybe it's like a line combination thing. The last two games, Lambert has taken Barzell away from Horvat. That has rubbed some people the wrong way, naturally. <laughs> I mean, the Islanders were dominating the game against Detroit. They got up – Two nothing, and then Lambert put the lines in a blender for the third period, and they get scored on three times. You know, stuff like that, man. It's not going to earn you any goodwill. And then he goes, I think I'm going to butcher this quote. It was in a press conference. Maybe it was the next day. I think actually, where after he watched tape, he was like, "Maybe that line wasn't as bad defensively as I thought." <laughs> I don't know if that was the right thing he should have said, but I don't know. The good guys have been good. The bad guys, or the bad guys, the so-so guys have been like, eh. So I don't know. It's uh, it's, it's weird times, but at the end of the day, the Islanders are 4-2-2. Two, and two, Very acceptable. Uh, they get the Capitals tomorrow night in Washington. Winnable game, but they always struggle in Washington. And then they get Carolina, Minnesota, Boston, which is tough. It's not easy. Uh, not an easy trip. Finish out at home in November 11th, and then, oh, baby, it's not five, but it's four games of Western Canada, baby. Let's go. Out West, 8.30 game, not bad. And they played the Flames on a Saturday, 7 p.m. start. Let's go. Locked out. There you go. But, I mean, and and, and, and to the – to the point of the caps tomorrow, you are playing the caps without Backstrom either. He's he's yeah. stepped away. He was kind of trash this year anyway, but he has not looked great. You really got to win that game against Washington tomorrow. You know, you have to. I'd say normally the general rule of thumb I like for the Islanders this year is to win two, lose one. I think so far that's kind of happening. Not really, I guess they're four and four in actuality, but got the OT losses. They are five and two, so. They're due for a win tomorrow <laughs> is what my logic go. is going by. So if they start the season five, two and two, I would be pretty happy with that. I think their four, two and one start was the best start they've had since like 2015. So they've been fine in the past with bad starts. And this is actually kind of a good start for them, but people love to complain. I think, excuse me. I think the honors are going to be fine. Um, I think they're still playoff. Yeah. Team, but it's just I, like, I think so. I, I just don't trust that. I, it's tough. <laughs> it's like the Rangers have great depth, but it's like the Islanders, oddly enough, are like so pulled by the Horvats and Nelsons and their defense. And obviously, goaltending is fantastic. But do they have that coaching to to take the next step? Like, is Lambert bring them to a Stanley Cup or like a conference finals, man? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I do think right now, um, I do think this Islanders team is 
still a playoffs team when you're looking yeah. at the whole Metro. But at the current juncture we're in, which is, you know, less than an eighth into the season, um, I do think with with Lambert at the helm, if they do make the playoffs, especially if you're playing like a Carolina or the Devils first round, it's it's it, it's probably a, a playoffs you want to forget because it's it, I don't <laughs> think it's going to be a memorable one. Yeah, we'll see what happens, but that is the that is the recap. All right, uh, moving on from that, uh, just around the league news. Uh, yes. Before that, the Rangers had some jerseys leak online last week. I kind of like. Them. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a, it's apparently a third jersey they're wearing. I was a little concerned it was going to be their stadium series jersey that leaked because we're probably going to oh, be getting. Was it not? <laughs> it wasn't. So it's confirmed right. now that it is not the stadium series jersey. I don't think. Um, I'm like people are like ninety percent sure, uh, and one. One um, uh, Twitter account, I think it's called like Isletics, who um, yeah, yeah, tweets yeah. essentially all like jersey information. They came out and said that that is a third jersey for the Rangers. Um, it's fine. It's just a big logo um, on on the like chest, the and then the stripes look cool. Um, it, they're calling it like it like the the tag or whatever of it. It's called like NN, and people online were trying to figure out like what that meant. NN. Someone suggested, and this is all just like rumor and you know fan theory. Mm-hmm. Someone said it's like maybe it's like an like a nod to the Netherlands, um, like New <laughs> Netherlands or something. Because, well, because yeah, if you think about New York, it was like founded and, and like started by like I think the that's Dutch. a big stretch. <laughs> it's a huge stretch. A huge Don't stretch. I'm I I'm not I'm I trust me I do not buy it i i think until they come out and say what it means i I, again it could just be fucking random ass letters they put on the on the uh the tag for something else it's probably like Uh, some stupid like saying like like never like like, never not something i don't know never not never stop never stopping Um, (laughs) literally though that's probably something stupid (laughs) like that (laughs) um but uh yeah i mean the jersey's fine i'm happy that right now that it's confirmed that right now it's confirmed not the stadium series jersey. Yeah, I'll be let was. down if it ends up being the stadium series jersey. Just kind of like, lame. It is, yeah. It's just kind of lame if like that's the stadium series jersey. But I also think that it's not because it would make total sense for the Rangers and the NHL to just pump out as many. Like it would make total sense for every team in the league to just be pumping out as many jerseys as they can this year. Because this is the last year of Adidas, baby. Fanatics kicks yeah. in next year, I believe. So it's kind of like you know, yeah. it, this would be the year. Just hey, pump them out. Um, so that that's that. Um, I kind of forgot that league. like the owners had to create a stadium series jersey. I kind of just kind of forgot that that was a thing that they had to do. Where we had, <laughs> we have to like make a jersey. I'm kind of pumped for it now. To be honest, might have to uh, might have to buy one because spoiler. I mean, I know it's later in the agenda, but. We are both going to be in attendance, not together. We we'll, we'll, we'll be close. We'll be we'll probably the, be together. Probably in the parking lot pregame, and we'll be oh, yeah. like seconds over from each other. But we're both going. I'm I'm hype. <laughs> we're locked in. Yeah, we're locked oh, we're in. We're so uh, locked we're, in. We got our tickets. We'll be tailgating. We're uh, we're we're in the three hundreds. Oh, yeah. We're only a, we're only a couple sections away from each other, but yeah, we'll be there, um, cheering on. Uh, we'll be we'll be enemies that day, but friends yeah. in the parking lot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a really fun game. Um, you know, if, Hey, if you're at the stadium series and you're a fan, let us know. We'll tweet when we're there. Uh, <laughs> you come say hi. Maybe even, Hey, make my year and take a picture with us. I'll do it. <laughs> if anybody needs to figure this, that's a sad, sad life. <laughs> no, it's no, it's not. If you're, if you're a loyal, if you're a loyal fan and you want to take a photo with, with Kevin and myself, yeah, um, you are somehow listening to this at 43 minutes in on, October, sorry, November, whoa, 2nd. <laughs> October 32nd. <laughs> and you hear this at this point, and you're going to the stadium series and going to be at the tailgate, then I give you, I'll give you like $20 if you go take a picture. That does not apply yeah, to think. any of my our friends listening to this, like Josh, Jake, anybody. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I'll, you know what? I was even going to maybe wear a shiesty. I'll take it off. If you want a picture with me, I'll take the shiesty <laughs> off. Got to hit the DC metros with that one, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you know, some, we'll some, yeah, 
I'm super pumped about it. I'm looking forward to seeing what the Islanders cook up. I hope they do something with like maybe like a lighthouse, like really, really dial be. into the, oh, to the, to give the, 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 the longshoreman roots. They're never uh, going to do orange, but I wish they would do orange. They're probably going to do something stupid. Like, I think we're home, so it's going to have to be something like blue, I guess. They're going to do something like stupid, like black, probably. I don't know. Yeah, that's like something I never understood why the Rangers, like, anytime they play an outdoor game, it's never a home game for them just because MSG is like, you can't have oh. like X. Like, yeah, any, like, any away game needs to be played like in like a state, in an arena of like, in NHL, or it's so weird. Their rules are so weird. I know the Rangers. I remember the cream jerseys; those were fire. Yeah, I would. I don't know. I, I don't know what they're gonna do, but I hope it's cool. I, I do remember, and I think I've mentioned it on this pod before. <laughs> it's funny. The last outdoor series game they had, the Winter Classic, a couple years ago. Um, they were away, but they played in City Field <laughs> <laughs> against 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 Buffalo. Buffalo traveled to Queens, and it was a home game for that's them. A, that's actually like insane, though. <laughs> It's just it's just brutal, but um. Surprised they were on the road for the Philly one. My goodness. <laughs> um, someone around the uh, the league news. Um, yeah. Jumbo Joe, R.I.P. You know, have fun in retirement, man. Uh, Love to. What a legend. Peace of peace of yeah. love. Peace and love to just, you too, Joe. You know where to find me. I'll be in the rink. I mean, just such a classic Jumbo Joe video, and I like to imagine he was. He did have tarps off that video. Hmm. I imagine, or I like to imagine, he was probably butt ass naked when he did that video because um, he, he was a guy that loved. He never scored four <laughs> goals to do it. He was he was sure. that guy who just loved walking around the locker room butt ass <laughs> naked. Apparently, and um, <laughs> if you haven't listened to it, if, or if I don't even know if you, if anyone does outside of maybe like me, um, the Chicklets had um, they had Logan Cooley on today's episode, but they also had. Um, some guy who played for the Bruins, but has the most goals uh, as a, I think a U.S. defenseman in the KHL. I think that's the stat he has, or just defenseman in the KHL. Hmm. He was on that Bruins team when they traded Thornton. Oh, I saw and, that. And clip, he, was, yeah. he was telling a story about how the GM came into the locker room and people were like, "What the fuck are you doing? Why did you do that?" So <laughs> like, I like, didn't have an answer. No. Dude, and I captain, think that was it was a season. That's crazy. I think that was the year he won. He got traded he won, and then he won MVP went. in the midst of the season. Yeah, yeah. So in, absolutely crazy. Crazy to see him uh, retire. There was a couple other people who retired, like Zach Cassian called it quits. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, you know, thoughts and prayers, condolences to the the family of. Uh, oh my god, I can't believe I'm blanking on this guy. Adam, Adam Johnson. Johnson? That's, yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, yeah. The terrible, terrible accident over yeah, in the uh, England stuff. Hockey League. That was absolutely brutal. And if you're a, if you're a loser or scumbag online saying the guy did it on purpose, you're 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 an idiot. Um, I don't think he did it on purpose. I could I could see why some people would think it is. Uh, it, it, I I lean with it was a freak accident. And I'm never going to say mm-hmm. that uh, this guy had intent to kill someone. Um, but if you're saying that, that's that's your own prerogative. But just know. And you're going to see a lot more neck guards. And I know there, the WHL is mandating it for November. Yeah, starting Thursday or, or Friday. Yeah, November 3rd. And then I think everything else, there are a couple other leagues I can't remember top of my head, but they're like, it's not mandatory yet, but it's strongly encouraged. So I don't know. It's weird because like when I was growing up, I had to wear a neck guard. But it was like. It was like a thing like around your neck, literally like a little like a neck guard and it would like go up and mm-hmm. down and like chafe your neck and it kind of sucked. Like it was the worst thing to wear. Like as soon as you grew up and were able to take it off when you were like 16, like the neck guard was off. But now it's like they're all turtlenecks and Kevlar and it's like it's like your Thomas Placonics kind of. So mm-hmm. I think they've come a long way, which is probably something of intrigue to uh, the players at least. It's not like you're going to be skating around with this neck guard flying everywhere. It's kind of just like wearing a turtleneck. So. I don't know. I don't know if the NHL ever does it. I think the players will push back on it, but we'll see. Yeah, I think the players will definitely push back on it. Um, I think another, uh, yeah, I think it'll kind of be like the, um, I, I think it'll be kind of almost like the the helmet 
situation where it's, you know, I don't think they're going to enforce, you know, how they enforced visors for everyone mm-hmm. at like a certain point. You can choose not to. I think they could grandfather it in. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I don't know if they'll ever make it mandatory. Uh, they probably won't, but it'll definitely be an option. Um, and speaking of options, um, congrats to everyone who has the option to use LGBTQ plus uh, tape oh, again. The God. NHL never never ceases to stay out of its own way um what a dumb week they had i mean like why like yeah they, they so i mean if you've lived under a rock it's happened like two weeks ago we haven't talked about it uh and i won't dive into it um you know because they essentially they told people you can't use the the pride tape anymore which didn't make sense anyway because it's in the cba that players can use whatever tape they want to use um and then they go, no, you can't do it. Uh, and one, it was stupid because, okay, if you had the intentions or the thought process to like take it away, you should have taken it away when you said we weren't doing any more theme nights. Um, mm. But you did it six months after you made that that call. Um, so you 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 all the backlash you had then you you essentially put it in the microwave, heated it back up and said, mm, this is great leftovers. Um, and uh, yeah, they, they walked that back pretty quickly after the entire internet um, essentially yelled at them for a week. Uh, and, and, and it came out, you know, it's never a good look when the internet is trolling you and then guys in your league are saying, yeah, I'm still going to do this. What the fuck are you going to do? Find me. It's like, they're clearly not scared of you. Um, so, um, congrats to the NHL for never getting out of your own way. Uh, but your PR nightmare there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hate. I would hate, I would, I would have hated to have been uh, in in the, on the PR team for the NHL that week because your life must've been fucking miserable. Um, yeah, we kind of touched on it back, backstrom. Um, yeah, he's done. He, he's, he's done. done. He's back. Well, he said he, he's not saying it, but like, he's uh, done. I, when it I, happened, I, I don't see him he coming had back. Double, yeah, he had double hip resurfacing surgery, I believe, in 2022. And it was like, I don't know the exact stats. I feel like you and I talked about it on the podcast. It was like 95% of the people who have the surgery, like, don't play, ever play again. And I saw no. even some like some J Fresh tweet today where, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of funny. I felt bad for him almost. He like tweeted like thirty minutes before the announcement. He was like, Nick Backstrom and Pat Maroon should have a slowest skater competition because Backstrom just doesn't skate anymore. And then, like thirty minutes later, <laughs> Nick Backstrom was like, I'm retiring pretty much, which was kind of like unfortunate timing for J Fresh. But um, yeah, he just lost a step, man. I, I don't think he can ever regain that. Like, great I think career, I was though. at. Yeah, no, insane career. I think I was at the game in Washington when he came back last year. They played against the Rangers. Oh, yeah. They got fucking waxed by the Rangers. I think they ended up losing like 5-2 that game. Um, and and uh, I went with my um, my my, my father-in-law to be, and he was kind of chirping back from me. He's like, he looks like shit. I'm like, yeah, he just had fucking yeah. surgery like a year Earl ago. Has he has like no negative shit. two hips. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I, that doesn't surprise me. It looks like he doesn't look great. Um, but yeah, no, uh, hate, hate to guy. see that news. Not the way um, you want to end your career. I mean, he 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 was Ovi's like right hand man for 15 years. I mean, yeah, very very honest. I think one of the most underrated players of all time. So so good. I mean, when yeah. Netsov came to the league, he kind of got all the the fanfare. But man, Backstrom was one hell of a player. Islander killer. I mean, yeah, the fans, the fans there love him. There was a ton of Backstrom jerseys anytime yeah. I go to games there. Um, definitely a fan favorite. Um, before we hit on the Sens, one last guy who retired, and I'm updating my hate list. Uh, <laughs> Paul Stastny, you son of a bitch. Uh, um, Paul, you rat. The last big thing yeah. he did in his damn career was score overtime <laughs> against the Islanders. I'm sick to my stomach. So, um, yeah, congrats to Paul Statsny uh, great, on retiring. Great career. Um, I mean, what a great what career, a long career. Royalty. What do you play? Seven, yeah, 17 years. Family. Got to give him credit, man. I mean, he was a top pick. I, I honestly never heard a word out of the guy just because I think he was always one of the guys, super underrated. And then I kind of read the athletic article about it, and I texted you about it because we both don't like Paul Statsny anymore. And I was like, you know, this kind of a good guy. He seems pretty chill. He was like, yeah, you know, I like I retired in September, like, Figured it would get out eventually, but didn't really care. You know, he's like, and then they asked him, like, are you ever going to, like, coach? Like, we know you want to get into management. He was like, absolutely not. He's like, maybe management, though. It's like, I got to respect <laughs> the gotta respect the chill vibes from Paul. So, yeah, um, great career, Paul. Um, 
happy to see you go because because you were a rat uh, <laughs> to both of us. But enjoy Save retirement. You probably were a good guy, and 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 I can confirm you are now yeah. officially off my hate list. Oh wow! Um, what about character development? That's Love that's growth, that. man. That's some growth. <laughs> um, <laughs> Has anybody else gone on this in the last few? I feel like the Rangers haven't had too many haters and losers coming at them this. Uh, this no, I haven't really. Lot. Yeah, I mean, I haven't really updated the list. I mean, I'll go over the list real quick for all the listeners because I know <laughs> people care about the list. Uh, Jake Gensel, rat fuck. Tom Wilson, scumbag, piece of shit, rat fuck. Uh, Evan cool. Rodriguez, scumbag, rat fuck that injured Filipino one time. Dancing Larry, self explanatory. Penn's Goldhorn, infuriating. George Peros, clown. Malkin, guy is a joke. PK Sluban, devil's uh, jock sniffer. <laughs> uh, and Mitch Marner, gritted into his own wedding. Oh, Fox, that's such a good reason to hate Mitch Marner. <laughs> he made he made the that's list as soon reason. as I saw that video. I was like, I don't even hate Mitch Marner. He's just on this list because that was the worst video I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, that's pretty brutal, actually. <laughs> valid. I mean, um, he's the most valid person on that list. Yeah. Oh, we're missing um, a big fucking topic around the league. Uh, the Senators just getting absolutely rushed by the league in just so many facets. Yeah, I was just gonna gonna jump back into the yeah. sense guy. I mean, they they've had a tough two days. <laughs> i mean did you, did you see the new owner like i think his name is michael andler today he was like uh i forget what he said he was like damn it and i i, I, I kind of i saw i don't remember what the quote was exactly i'm pulling uh, up but now. i do I, oh, it, the said, quote did come across <laughs> he's like why i inherited this is beyond me and he was like he, i think he's pissed and he was like he basically said in his press conference he was like so um the league didn't want to tell me this before I bought the team. <laughs> yeah. Like, neither of these investigations were noteworthy when I was spending a billion dollars for this team, which I'll be yeah. there too. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. Kind of jumping into my bum of the week is Shane, P- Shane Pinto, because, <laughs> um, I mean, one, it's such Long a Island's finest. Yeah. Like it's such a tricky situation because as like, and it's tricky because one, he's an idiot because, Anyone who uses any of these online gambling sites knows. And even if you don't read like all the rules, which you probably should, if you're going to use these websites where you're gambling, um, like the number, like it, it might not be the number one rule, but it's definitely within the top five rules. It's like, you cannot give someone else your information and have them place bets for you. That one, I'm pretty, a professional sports player. Yeah, I'm like that's illegal. You can't do it. Like, because um, someone that I when I was living in D.C., they had their account suspended for a day by FanDuel because <laughs> they were using a FanDuel account in Virginia, and he was in D.C. and he couldn't place bets on FanDuel in D.C. and he had his son log into the account in Virginia to place a bet for him, and they said, "Whoa." Your phone is in D.C. How are you placing that bet in Virginia? They suspended his account for just a day. So how he didn't know, one, that FanDuel wouldn't catch him, and two, that they're probably the ones that whistle blew to the NHL that one of your guys is gambling at, at like, is oh, beyond yeah. me. So, like, he's an idiot. But then, on the flip side, the NHL in any sports league is fucking idiotic because how can you say – we don't want our guys gambling when it's like, okay, I can get, I, I understand if you're going to go, we don't want our guys gambling on our sport or reasonable. on the teams they play for. That is reasonable. But to say we don't want them gambling period makes no sense to me when every single league is like, and this commercial is brought to you by DraftKings. Dude, it is place $20. down people's throats. It's place a $20 bet on uh, and, and get $4,000 uh, in, 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 in credit from, from DraftKings yeah. or FanDuel or whatever. Uh, Even in game like, in MSG, they're like, they're, they're, they'll be the, the game will go to one side of the screen and the some yeah. idiot will pop up and go, Whoa, here are the live odds. The Islanders are plus 125. You can't shove it down people's throats and then penalize pe- players for doing it. For God's sakes, the senders are sponsored on their helmet by Bet365. It's so yeah, the, stupid. The, 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 yeah, they used yeah, uh, it, it, yeah. It's either Bet three six five or Betway, but um, whatever it is, using, like the, DraftKings, and they're like, "What the hell, man? Like, you can't even use Bet Yeah, like the, the, <laughs> like the image they used of Pinto when they're like suspended, 
it says Betway on his helmet. It's like it's how like, it makes no sense. It's it's just literally it's just one big Kirby enthusiasm episode where it's just like like it just makes no sense. It's so stupid. I hate that um, leaks. I, I hate that it's so ingrained into sports now. I think it's so ridiculous because like gambling is like a real genuine problem. And I mean, you and I sports bet. Yeah, you do it more than I do. I still do it. I, I'll throw some yeah every Sunday on some football. It's it's like we don't have problems, but like people like do, and if like you start this at eighteen, like you see all these things. Now it's so ingrained into the you know it's all over TikTok, it's all over social media accounts. For it's these, yeah, it's become, it's become new it's, content. It's like it's it's just it's, so it's like it's addiction. so ingrained. It's gambling, like <laughs> yeah, it's so ingrained into society. It's it like it's so like it just it just makes it makes all I get it. It makes all these teams so much money. And all these leagues, so much money, but it it just doesn't make any sense to me. So, so that's just that's that's to start things off, and they then also it comes helped out the today. Center. Oh, sorry. By the way, uh, they did not have the cap space for Shane Pinto. Idiotic GMing by Peter Dorian. So, okay, R.I.P. <laughs> spoiler. Uh, it goes. He, the, it's November first now. He would have to be signed by December first, or else he can't play a game this year. And all of a sudden, now he's spending forty-one games, which probably takes us to what mid-January. And they're like, well, he doesn't have to be signed to start his suspension, which makes no sense whatsoever. Side note: B, they didn't have the cap space, and now they're like, you know, the league was like, you know what? Like, we don't need to do that December first deadline. So now Ottawa is going to be able to accrue cap space and sign Pinto as their deadline acquisition. It makes no sense. It makes it, they bailed them out. He's just going to have to sit for forty games, which Richard doesn't want to F- do. It doesn't make any sense. And FBTB is against. All bailouts. Let people <laughs> fail. Let organizations fail. Please. Um, we we should have learned our lesson in 2008. Time <laughs> is a flat circle. <laughs> Fuck the bailouts. Um, we are for the people. Um, if Chris and I had the podcast when we were 12 years old, we would have been saying the same thing. We, we, we would have been tapped into the to the bailout market for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I would have taken a break from Mario Baseball on the week, and I would have said, <laughs> "I would, I would have said, let the banks fail." Um, <laughs> um, oh god! And then, and then, and then today they fire Peter Dorian. Um, Understandable, which is which is like great. But then you turn around twenty minutes later, and all the, all everyone's saying is like, "There's rumblings that Peter Chiarelli is going to come back," and I'm like. Imagine being a Sens fan and you and you're like, oh great, we got rid of Dorian, and oh wait, Chiarelli is is right around the corner, and he's probably going to be GMing the team, and 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 his track record is god awful. I mean, like he's arguably one of the worst GMs in NHL, (laughs) and you might be bringing him in, and then to top it all off, uh, on the on the trade that never happened, what like last season. Now the NHL comes out and goes, oh, and by the way, you have to give up a first round pick. in either next year's draft, the year after, or 2026. So within <laughs> one of the next three drafts, you have to give up a first-round pick. That's just how the cookie crumbles. And and I get it. Like, you know, it's it's a, it was a, it's a shitty situation they're in. But, I mean, people online were complaining. So, like, so the, the, the senators were just stupid and, and, and didn't had this trade go through but didn't go through and, and you know, just kind of caused a shitstorm. It, it was their the fault. Blackhawks. It was the Senators' fault. Yeah. But I also think that yeah. it was a victim of if the Senators make that trade, if they send that enough to any other team in the league, I quite frankly don't think that this escalates as bad as it did because from what I was reading kind of on Twitter, Vegas was kind of on a witch hunt to say this was not our fault. Like yeah. Vegas has treated players kind of like – they don't treat them bad per se, but they're pretty cutthroat. You know? It's, a, it's a business Smith, out there. It's a business out there. Yeah, exactly. And they were kind of trying to be like, okay, like we're we're trying to be better and treat our players better with this Dadanov issue, which is which was kind of a big issue. You know, you're not honoring a no trade clause. Like this was not our fault. And I think they were like really wanted to exonerate themselves from that fact. Which you know, Ottawa. I heard. (laughs) I think Elliot Freeman said on his. I don't know if it was his podcast or if it was tweet or something. He was like, or somebody said it. It might have been an Ottawa reporter. Actually, I don't want to name Freeman in that. He was like. On the trade call, like Vegas asked, like, does Dadoff have a no trade clause? And Otto was like, no. <laughs> it's like, what are we doing? How are you that dumb? And I mean, that's what Doring got fired for, you know, straw that broke the camel's back. But yeah, 
Yeah, fired, and then fired, I mean, like, Snow, you cowards, and then promote Captain Marvel, head coach, when you fired DJ Smith. <laughs> I'm tweeting that. I just ran and just ran to my head. And it just, it just like riled people up online too. Um, because with, with like all that stuff, because it was, a, it was a bonehead mistake by the senators, but it riled people up online because they're like, so now the senators, because they're just idiots, have to give up a first round pick. But the Blackhawks hid oh, sexual yeah. abuse for over 10 years pretty and bad. got awarded with Connor Bedard. <laughs> pretty, pretty bad. It's, it's not a great look. I mean, like, it's, it's just, it, it's just funny how the NHL, like, constantly finds themselves in, like, such bad situations and, um, and like and just like the the personnel that run these teams like there are probably maybe only like a handful of competent gms and front office people and the rest of them are just legit idiots like <laughs> you and i i genuinely believe could could walk into an nhl front office and probably turn a franchise around within five years i think we're morally correct enough to do that i mean i think we'd have to like, I think we're, the business side i think we would struggle in the negotiations of contracts but other mm-hmm. than other than that, I think that we could, I think we have, I think we could run a good ship. Yeah, I, like I just, I think, like it, it, it just comes down to, can we read? Yeah, okay, cool. Um, then we, we probably, we could probably, you know, trade guys and and understand that they have a no trade clause and, mm, yeah. um, and and look into that before we're looking to shop a guy. Um, so <laughs> just just funny stuff all around. Uh, but that pretty much wraps it up for me unless you have anything else that you think is going on around the league no I'm pretty much wraps it up in terms of yeah we're already an hour five in too so that was the main stuff i mean i was rangers both doing good that's what counts yeah our teams are doing good the nhl is funny and um yeah make sure you subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on or on apple spotify google stitcher um you know spotify for podcasters if you want to listen to us on there uh Leave us a five-star rating, write us a nice review, share the podcast with everyone you know, follow the account on Twitter at from brought the bell. We've been tweeting on that like crazy. Um, also, also, no shade. No shade. But the guy who threw a stray at me the other day, what the fuck? I oh. mean, I oh, brutal. I tweeted out something like derogatory towards the Islanders, and this guy was like, Was it the Rags fan tweeting that? And I was like, nope, it was me. <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm chilling at Steph's house and I get a fucking notification from the from the podcast where I look and I'm like, what the fuck did I do? Bro, that was the biggest stray I've ever seen in my life. Probably, I was like, what the what the hell, man? I'm wearing a fire dolan shirt for God's sakes, man. I'm, I'm the, you know, I'm never gonna throw shade at the Islanders. It's also I, funny it's, like I throw shade at the Rangers more than you throw shade at. You're kind of like you like you. If anybody listens to this podcast, Chris supports the Islanders in their endeavors. I don't support the Rangers. Like, yeah, I'm like I'm never gonna throw shade. I just don't give a shit. I don't give a shit what the Islanders are doing. Literally, I'll like, watch the games and stuff. But like, you're a better like, sports not, man than I am. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah what the fuck <laughs> i want an apology if you've if you made it this far i would like a, i would god, like an apology god bless um but um yeah thanks for thanks for tuning in uh you know we'll, we'll we'll talk about it more but yeah catch us at the stadium series in february and um yeah kevin you got anything else no sir all right we'll see you guys maybe next week maybe two weeks from now we'll let you know uh see you then peace <laughs> Bumping, 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 bumping